inaugural AMP Radio coming at you. Gentlemen, this is it. Our dream has happened. So, you know, a wise man once told me that good things happen quickly. And I think this is what exactly it did. Just a bunch of MMA junkie listeners wanting to create a forum where we could all jump together, do our thing, talk about the show that we love, talk about the sport that we love. Now let's get into the dais. Fighting out of the red corner, the man up north, the man who never has to say sorry about any of his calls, the man who always brings his A game, Proteus. Good morning, gentlemen. And the man down south, the funny man, the infamous instigator, the legendary Joe from H-Town. Good morning, fellas. Gentlemen, this is it. We did it. We created this. Now, got to tell you, we are coming live and unedited. This is what we thought about doing. So get into this quickly. Um, I first started listening to MMA Junkie Radio about a year and a half ago. And uh, I believe it was the fall um, or maybe late winter, started listening to it. Then I actually uh, called in in May of uh, 2015 was my first call. Less than 30 days later, I was Vegas visiting with gorgeous George and Goes. And, you know, back then I thought of having a show, creating a podcast, and George said, oh, man, there are way too many podcasts out there. He goes, not another MMA podcast, which, guess what, gentlemen, it's the impetus of our show. Another MMA podcast, and as our, our man up north would say, you betcha. <laughs> I, I love the name. It's, it's good. And uh, you know what? This is really a dream come true for me as well. Um, I've been listening to Junkie for a number of years and uh, never really had an outlet except for the show uh, to talk MMA with just some, some boys hanging out. And uh, this allows me to do that. So thank you both very much for inviting me in. Well, I got to say Joe? that you guys you guys kind of grew up on, on the low end of dreams, uh this was not one of my dreams to, as growing up. You, you guys need to dream a little bigger. But uh, in all seriousness, you know, uh, you know, our, this this show came together uh, with our love for the show, and uh, we we wanted a, an, another outlet for the for the junkies and for ourselves to uh, you know get more of our opinions out there. And uh, you know, it's been talked about for a while uh, of other junkies getting their own show, and, and we made it happen, man. So uh, props to you guys, props to DJ Tony, who's running the show and doing most of the legwork. I come in for, for an hour a week. Tony comes in for like 20 hours, so props to Tony. Hey, you know, we, this is just something, guys, that, you know, the, the, what we plan on doing on this show is having a bunch of listeners uh, calling in, interviewing. For example, Chapter 1, this is it, right? Amp Radio, what do we have? We have the, uh, the great Jeremy Botter. In about two minutes, jumping on, and we'll get to chat with him for about 20 minutes. Thanks to, of course, uh, Joe from H-Town. And then later on in the show, we have Russ from Boston, one of our favorite callers coming in. And then we have, hopefully, what, Rick Budo, some of the other guys. I'd love to have Dan from Oregon and uh, some of the other fellas. Yeah, you know what's really great about the idea of this show is that it is different from other shows. And we want to highlight not only ourselves and talk about ourselves, but all the other junkie listeners that want to jump on the show and, and just tell us a little bit about themselves. And uh, like you said, Tony, just get to know everybody just a little bit more because not everybody can make it out to a junkie gathering. Yeah, and, and what was funny is I was talking to Joe about this, 
You know, I, I've never been to a UFC event. I've been to Bellator. I went to Strike Force events. Never been to a UFC event. So I'm envious of those that get to do that. And with Proteus, we are truly an international show, guys, because we're talking talking about two nations right now, right? Canada and the U.S. coming together as one. And uh, I guess that we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the fact that it's Memorial Day weekend. So uh, thank you for all those that have fought for our freedoms, etc. Jeremy Botter, I believe, was in the service at one point. So uh, first and foremost, thank you to all those guys. Guys, as we have about four minutes or maybe less until Botter comes on, anything that you guys want to talk about? Joe, you got anything? Well, you know, I just I just want to say, you know, Tony, you've been to zero UFC shows. I've been to about 20, 25 UFC, or Strike Force, even the local shows. If I throw in the local shows, man, I've probably been to 50 shows, man. And uh, my first show was probably the IFL when they came to town. Do you guys remember the IFL? When they, 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 they yeah, came oh, to yeah. town, uh, I, I think the, the main event, I can't even remember what the main event was, but uh, it was it was a, it was really cold. It was a really small arena at the Astro Arena near the, near the stadium, and uh, it was it was wild. I, I just I got a kick out of it, and uh, I I started watching MMA around UFC 50. I want to say 58, maybe that was USA Canada. Uh, wow. When when did you guys start watching? Yeah, sorry to walk all over you there, Tony, but uh, um, I I started watching. Uh, years and years ago, 10, 10 maybe years ago. And then, uh, as I said, I found Junkie about seven years ago. Wow. And I've only actually been one to one UFC event. Um, thanks to the great John Morgan for getting me some uh, promotional tickets. Um, I got to see uh, John Jones versus uh, Leota Machida for my one and only fight card. And uh, I think that's a pretty spectacular one. Yeah, pretty brutal knockout, too, of Machida, right? I mean, that was, man, he's taking some shots. First uh, show I ever went to was uh, Strike Force, and I was telling Joe, I think it was Kung Lee versus uh, Sam something, Sam Smith, I think. Where, where, uh, and Botter's on, guys, so let's get him on. Here we go. Right. Well, pleasure having Jeremy Botter on. Jeremy Botter from Flow Sports, and formerly, of course, of uh, of Bleacher Report, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. What's up? Well, good morning, Mr. Botter. This is Joe. How you doing? I just want to say thank you for coming on. And uh, no, no man, problem. this show, this show, we're just gonna have some fun, man. So, you know, I'm gonna get right into it. My first question to you, I've always wanted to ask you for a while. What what drew yourself <laughs> to me as a as a fan? to get to know me and to ask me for my number. So that's what I want to know. This is really, really weird. Like, is this is this the way this show is going to be? Or are you going to be talking about yourselves? Or are we going to, like, <laughs> No, 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 we're going to be talking about you and Flow Sports. But, yeah. You're talking about real stuff or what? Like, that's really, real that's stuff. really strange, Joe. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. I think that's a little bit weird. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to delete my number now off your phone. <laughs> it's done. It's done. Moving yeah. on. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, I, I wanted to get into a little bit about uh, your uh, um, flow sports. So, you know, following your career, by the way, first and foremost, thank you. I think you're an Army vet, right? And you're you're someone yeah, that sure fought am. for our uh, yeah. You're someone that fought for our rights. So, you know, first and foremost, thank you. You know, on this Memorial Day weekend. Um, Number two, you know, just following your career around and the fact that you were with you know Barry's own Bleacher Report. 
talk to about how the impetus of Flow Sports, how you got in with Mark and Martin and uh, Madhu. I um, essentially a guy that everybody knows uh, by the name of Front Row Brian, the, the real guy, is a buddy of mine, and he uh, he had started working there, and, and, and they were looking to hire somebody to take over as managing editor, which is you know managing all sports that we have, and uh, so they flew me in, and I interviewed with them, and they liked me, and I got an offer about a week later, and it was enough that I, you know, it, I mean, I never wanted to give up the gig. I had a pretty sweet gig at Blues Report. I, I I could write what I wanted when I wanted, work from home, uh, and, you know, and it was it wasn't easy to give that up. But I mean, they made me, as they say in The Godfather, they made me an offer that I couldn't refuse, and I you know, I <laughs> I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't turn it down. And uh, so yeah, it was, I I started probably a week after I got the offer, and I just actually came back to Vegas this weekend to finish moving and packing and everything so yeah it's been it's been pretty interesting man i jumped in didn't really have any training from day one um i've been learning spending a lot of my time learning about track and about softball and about wrestling and all these other sports that i'm you know not super familiar with so it's been a it's been a hectic couple of months that's for sure yeah sounds like uh sounds like you got your your hands full there jeremy this is uh proteus nice to speak with you um i know that uh with Flow Sports, and you were on the show talking uh, on Junkie on Friday, but forgive me if you answered this question, but I'm up in Canada, and I'm just wondering, um, am I going to be able to get Flow Sports up here? Uh, will that content be streamed up here, and will it be the same price if it is? Yeah, you should be able to get it right now. If you don't, then I need to talk to somebody. Okay. Because I, I believe it's all in North America, um, and, you know, we all the all the cards that we have right now, I mean, we, we have international subscribers, so you should be able to subscribe no problem. Okay. Uh, there will be times with, with some uh, companies, which we'll announce soon, where we only have North American rights. Um, but, you know, for now, I mean, that, you're in North America. So as far as I know, uh, Canada's still part of America, so you're, you're, you're good to go. <laughs> right, well, right. Jeremy, I, 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 I guess Jeremy I'm... That... Go ahead. Yeah, Jeremy, I guess I'm the, only, I'm, I'm the only one that's going to have fun here, and I got shot down with my first question. But, uh, you know, we started the show based on MMA Junkie Radio. You know, we're just three fans getting you know, getting to know one another, wanting to get to know personalities and fans. And, uh, you know, as far as Georgian goes, you know, how did you first come in contact with those guys and uh, talk about your, uh, your experiences and so many appearances on the show? Ah, uh, man, I don't remember when the first time I saw it. I, I met them. It was years ago. Um, and I, you know, they asked me, God, I don't, I don't even know how long ago it was to be honest, guys. And they, and they said, you know, would you like to come down to the show? And, you know, I lived here, so um, sure enough, it was, uh, you know, it was easy for me to drive down. Uh, we had a pretty good rapport from the first time I did the show. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed just hanging out and talking, talking fights. That was back when I really enjoyed fighting a lot. Um, so we <laughs> sit around and just talk, talk about MMA, and it, you know, we had a good time, man. And it. it I mean, I was always game to come in. George, George and Ghost became more than, you know, they weren't just, by the end, they weren't just people that I would go do the show with. They're, you know, they became friends of mine. And, I, and I've really enjoyed uh, spending time with them over the years and um, talking off air, talking on air, whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's been a good, it's been a pretty good relationship. Hey, Jeremy, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, again, doing some research on Flow Sports and just, you know, following your career like I did, um, obviously a big change for you to give up MMA for the most part because you're managing editor, but what is the, for those that really don't capture or understand 
the premise of Flow Sports. To make it easy, what is it? Well, I mean, to put it simply, we are a live competition streaming platform. So it's a lot of words. Essentially what we do is we stream fun shit over the Internet. Like, that's pretty much the way that we – I mean, yeah, we, it started with Flow Track and Flow Wrestling. So we stream, you know, flow wrestling events from around the world. We stream the, the world's biggest track events. We stream, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much every big, there's only a couple of track events that we don't stream. Um, and so you can sign on, you pay, you know, nineteen ninety five a month, you pay 150 bucks for an annual subscription, uh, and you can watch all these events that aren't available anywhere else. So we're, we're kind of like niche sports um we're, we're kind of the place to find niche sports, so the sports that you can't find on television, the sports that you can't find anywhere else. We're the, we're the ones that bring them to you. Um, we're kind of expanding. I mean, expand, we've got softball, we've got volleyball, and we've got, uh, we've got gymnastics. We've got all, all sorts of sports. And obviously now we have Flow Combat, um, you know, which is streaming MMA events from across America. I, you know, and the interesting thing about Flow Combat is, like, it's hard because, as you guys know, Fight Pass has everything. Um, so where he, it's, it's been fun to try to find um, events that aren't available on Fight Pass, and uh, so that's led to some pretty um, entertaining moments on some of our live events. Let's, let's put it that way. Jeremy, um, I know that you were in town uh, on Friday and you were able to catch some of the open workouts. Did you were you able to catch any of the weigh-ins at all? No, I actually was only at the open workouts for about 15 minutes. Uh, I just wanted to stop in and say hello. I had to get back to work, uh, but I was still in my car the same day, so I didn't uh, didn't have a lot of time. And no, I did not go to the weigh-ins, and I did not see the weigh-ins. Uh, but I am. I tell you what, man, I'm at the airport right now. I'm headed home to Austin. I'm uh, looking very much forward to getting home and watching this fight card because uh, there's there's no huge names on the card, but I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. And I actually looked into changing my flight, started to stick around for it, but it was like a thousand dollars, and I was like, well, no, I don't think I'll be paying a thousand dollars to. I mean, I was tempted. Not I, I tell you what, I was I was tempted though, even at a thousand bucks. I was like, well, but no, I'm not gonna pay a thousand bucks. But yeah, it's it's a hell of a card. I kind of wish I was sticking around uh, just to buy a ticket and be a fan for this one. Uh, Jeremy, uh, you, you know, you came on, and, and right after you came on, you know, you guys added Flow Combat. Uh, was that in the works already, or did you kind of come along and, and add that? And uh, what has the site been since you guys added that Flow Combat? Uh, it's been good. I mean, it, it was in the works before I came on board. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't come up with it or anything. Um, and I, I mean, I have come up with some, some new possible ideas that we'll be, you know, maybe seeing later this year, maybe early next year, new verticals that we're launching, but no, I, I didn't come up with that one. Um, you know, but I mean, I knew that as soon as they hired, I mean, they hired me because I did have some expertise in that because of the relationship I do have and, and you know, ability to put out news and stuff. Um, but I knew that, I mean, I knew I was going to be backing out of MMA for the most part. I knew that I was going to be um, stepping back, and that was intentional. I spent, uh, you know, a long time doing MMA, and I'm, uh, frankly, I'm tired of it. So I, at that point, I was ready to hire somebody who I could uh, who I could stick in there and know that he can handle it, and that's why I hired Dwayne. But Dwayne Finley was – there was a lot of people considered. I talked to a lot of people for that job, but he was really the only serious candidate ever. Um, so he – put him in there he's taking the reins and running with it hey jeremy i know you're pressed for time and you're at at the airport we have a couple more questions for you but i you know th- i thought this was kind of topical and i got I'm, i guess i'm going to get a little heavy on on you on, on this one uh, jeremy but we did see what happened with ario and the ufc and fox and 
I, I think I, the rumors were that it happened because he kept bringing free agents on board that were potentially leaving the UFC. Do you find, as someone that was formerly, you know, a beat writer, writer for MMA, did you find that you had to, have to sort of walk on eggshells with the UFC and Dana, or, or can you really be a journalist without, uh, without worrying about what Dana has to say? Well, I mean, I've seen both sides of this guy. Like, I mean, back, you know, when I worked at Heavy.com back in the day, you know, we were, we were a UFC content partner. We had a deal. Uh, we produced their, their pay-per-view pre-show before the Fox deal came along. Um, and so back then, you know, I mean, I did, yeah, we towed the line. We did we kind of, we're a PR firm for the UFC. And it wasn't fun, but, I mean, I was trying to get my foot in the door. And then, and then when I got the Bleacher Report, to be honest, I was in a position where I, no matter what I, the UFC did, they, they couldn't affect my job. So, um the cool thing is, is like the last four or five years, I've been able to say whatever the fuck I wanted and not have to worry about anything. I mean, I, and as you can see, I mean, if you follow it closely enough, you can see that Dana White hates me now. You know, he's not very, he's not very proud about that. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, and, and the weird thing is, Dana, I mean, I used to go out with Dana White. Like we used to, when I, the first time I lived in Vegas, I used to go out, watch him play blackjack, watch him lose 500 grand in a night playing blackjack, go to the clubs and just watch he's his on autographs yeah. and drink up you know, drink all his liquor for free. And it was, it was good, but I mean, you know, he, he does not like me now. Um, and that's because I, you know, I did, I was in the position where I could say whatever I wanted. Uh, and I did, I wrote whatever I wanted, nothing that they could do. Like they could pull my credential uh, and it would not affect my job. I'd still have my job. doesn't affect my job. Uh, you know, and you know, they yeah. threatened a bunch of times. I mean, there, there's a lot of times they threatened that kind of stuff, but as you can see, I mean, here we are, I'm at a new company flow sports and we have our people credentialed already. Uh, just, you know, a month and a half after launching Flow Combat, we've already got people in the door. So, I mean, it's, you can see, like, the bark is worse than their bite a lot of times. Um, and, frankly, I mean, I, I, did, I just didn't give a shit what they said. I didn't give a shit what Dana said. I didn't give a shit what Lorenzo said. I didn't give a shit what any of them said because, you know, they couldn't hurt me. Okay, uh, this is the last one we have for you, Jeremy. Um, something that's topical right now is the UFC versus Nate versus Connor. Do you see this changing the way that the – that the company works at all with the labor relations, or do you think this is just a one-off thing with really big stars at the top? Um, I think in six months, maybe a year, Mac. I mean, I, Dana and Lorenzo Fertitta are not going to be around. Dana may be around, but he's not going to be an owner. This company is going to get sold. 100% of it is going to get sold. Uh, there's a there's a bid being prepared, a blind bid being prepared, and in the next two weeks it's going to be submitted. You know, and it is for the kind of number that they want, the $3.5 billion to $4 billion. Um, it, I think they accept it at that point. I think they're out. I, I, I do think they'll keep Dana, Dana White around. Um, but, you know, uh, given his history of shooting himself in the face with a, a gun of his own making, I, you know, I, I don't know how long uh, he's going to be able to last. Um, and so I, I think you're going to see a lot of changes. I, I think that whatever this new company comes in, you know, we don't know what the power structure is going to be like. We don't know how they're going to treat the fighters. Uh, you know, they may, they may shift a lot of money towards the fighters. They may not. Um, I, I think that what you're seeing, though, is I think the biggest thing is that nobody gives a shit about UFC titles anymore. Uh, what they care <laughs> about are big – what they care about are big fights. Nate Diaz doesn't want a championship. Connor yeah. doesn't want to go down and fight, you know, 155 title. They want the biggest fights possible. And I think that's a sea change because historically what this sport has been is it's been about the championship. But it's not that anymore. People want the biggest fights possible. They don't yeah. care if it's for the title. They don't care about weight class. I think that's the biggest change that we're going to see, not necessarily in the way that the UFC deals with people, because as long as Zufa owns the UFC, Zufa is always going to be for Zufa. 
they're always going to look out for their own pocketbook, and they're going to get whatever the fuck they want out of them. Um, so until they're gone, I don't see that changing a lot. They're not suddenly going to become new people in the way that they deal with other human beings. It's just not going to happen. Um, they got to where they are by being, uh, by being the people who look out for themselves. Uh, they're very successful at that, and that's not going to change. Jeremy, you know, uh, Nate Diaz came out with this interview this week with Ariel, and, um, you know, what did you think about that? You know, the one thing he mentioned was that this whole Conor McGregor uh, Mayweather thing was a publicity stunt, you know. Is is that what you see, or what's going on here, man? No, it's not a publicity stunt. I mean, I think that if Conor could actually fight Floyd Mayweather tomorrow, he would. You know, the problem is, is there's two problems, actually. One is that the UFC uh, is going to want to cut, and they're going to want at least 51% of the cut because they don't want to admit that Floyd Mayweather is a bigger star than the UFC because their ego won't allow them to, <laughs> even though they would make more money than they ever do from any of their cards, you know. Um, second, you know, and, but the thing is, is they own, they own the Conor McGregor's rights right now. Unless he challenged them in court in New York under the Ali Act, there's a couple other routes he could go. I mean, they, they have final say. He can't box Floyd Mayweather. Um, and, you know, actually he should be thankful for that because, I mean, I know, you know, look, he's going to make – if it actually happened, he would make 50 to $60 million probably. Uh, that's a pretty good payday. But here's the problem. He's going to go in there and just get mercilessly – he's going to get beat in the face by Floyd Mayweather, a fighter who yeah. has not been an offensive fighter, you know, except for when he's sucker-punching people, in years. So, like, he's going to look bad. And, that, you know, I mean, I think that kind of ruins just whatever mystique he has left in MMA. So – you know, he's, essentially, he's kind of whoring, he would kind of be whoring himself out for the payday, which is fine. Look, I'm a big whore. I'll whore myself out for that payday. I'll fight Floyd Mayweather for that. But, like, you know, if he's thinking long-term, he's thinking he wants to go back to MMA and keep making money, or does he want to just take the giant payday, go home to Ireland and retire and, you know, buy cars every two days? Uh, yeah, it's up to him, you know. But if he does it, then it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to be a bad loss. It's going to be a correct loss. He's going to look real bad. Um, so I guess he just has to determine – if the money is worth the shame he's going to endure. Okay, let's get back to this card uh, tonight, if we can, real quick. I, was, I did get to watch the weigh-ins, and there is some serious heat at the top of the card between the co-main event and the main event, which I think are going to be really good fights. I know a lot of people were sleeping on this card, like you said, Jeremy. Um, what, what, are you, what are you looking forward to tonight? Are you looking forward to the main event? You'd like to see what Jeremy Stevens has? Yes, I'm, yes to everything. The entire card. I'm looking forward to everything. I, mean, I, I can't wait to get home, yeah. get home, watch it on. I mean, I, you know, even the fight fest bouts are fantastic. Uh, it's a great card. I wish I was sticking around, not going to pay $1,000 to stop North Carolina to do it, but I, I, I wish that I were. Uh, I think the main event's going to be a phenomenal fight. I think you're going to see I think you're gonna see some upsets, man. I think old Brian Caraway uh, is going to shock some people today. He's the biggest betting underdog on the card as of this morning when I left the, the sports book. I think he's going to submit Aljamain Sterling. I think, I think people – are, are wow. vastly under I think vastly vastly underrating Brian Caraway. They always forget because he's such a doofus. Yeah. You know, he's in the shadow of Misha, Misha Tate, but he's actually really good, really good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And you know, I think uh, I think there's a pretty good chance that Cody Garbrandt is going to make Thomas Almeida dead in the main event. And I, you know, I'm looking I agree. forward to that. Yeah, Jeremy, you know, this thing about this card tonight, you know, it's usually more day weekend. It's on a Saturday. How did this come about? Like this, was this a last-minute thing, or was this a scheduled thing, and, and is this a good idea to have it on a, on a Sunday? Yeah, it was a last-minute thing. They weren't going to actually even run a card this weekend just because they've been running 
you know, they've got all, what was it? We've, you know, February card here, March card here, April card here, July card here, August is here. Like there's so many cards here. Oh, September. So, I mean, pretty much every fight card is in Vegas at, at this point. Um, they weren't going to want, run one at Memorial Day weekend at all. This was a deal where the matchmakers had to get people fights uh, contractually before they breached their contract. And so that's why you're seeing that. That's why you're seeing them stack up a bunch of dudes on a card, put it on Fox TV. It's cheap. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of – Zufa is running with a bare-bones staff this weekend. There, there's five of the PR people um, who have been given the weekend off who are just, like, attending the fights as fans, um, It's which, you know, if you know anything about that department, they're always sport, all hands on deck for these events. Yeah, so it's kind of a minimal event, you know, not a lot of excitement, but I think it's going to be a real good television card. Jeremy, listen, we, we want to be uh, obviously uh, uh, cognizant of your time. You're at the airport. You want to go home. Listen, we appreciate and we're honored to have you as our first guest. You know, we followed your career. We think you're an absolute professional. Continued success with Flow Sports, and, uh, and again, thanks for fighting for our country. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, Joe, I'll see you soon. Couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jeremy. Right, have a good one, guys. Safe flight. Oh man, what an honor it was to have uh, Jeremy Botter. Man, what an honor. Wow. Yeah, I, that was pretty cool, guys. He really brought some heat. Yeah. I, I... But yeah, yeah, I think the great thing about Jeremy Botter and so many of these, you know, listen, we all watch sports and we are we're all into various things. But the one thing about the these MMA guys, it's a small community. And, man, most of them are unfiltered, right? They just kind of say it like it is. Yeah, and, and he took some of the words right out of my mouth with this whole UFC sale and Dana shooting himself in the face, as he said. And honestly, I think, guys, as much as we hate to see Zufa out of the game, I think it's about time for, for that to happen. You know, honestly, I didn't you know, think the sale would ever go through. I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked, Joe. Yeah, you know, I, I just kind of, it's kind of puzzling, you know, how this news comes out and uh, – it, it's been in the works for, you know, maybe two years now. You know, Front Row Brian, he mentioned, yeah. you know, he's been all on top of that story, and uh, Jonathan Snowden has been on top of that. So the rumors have been out there, you know, for, for a couple of years, and uh, I think I think right now it's getting into the final relations, you know, starts. And uh, I, I think it's going to happen, man, whether it's the whole thing or whether it's 10%, you know, they're trying to get into China. So uh, we'll see what happens. Let, let's and, let, and, Go ahead, Proteus, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, let's keep going with this. I like it. Um, I think it's a perfect time for them to get out, honestly. Like like many people have said, it, they're going to make so much money on the sale. If they sell the whole thing, they're going to make so much money on, on their investment. Plus, they've put a bunch of infrastructure in, you know, with the new campus that they're building and, um, you know, legalizing in New York. That it, If somebody were to come in and take over, they've got a prime situation, except maybe – whatever happens with the class action lawsuit. So, oh. yeah, like I said, perfect time for them to sell. So I would, you know, again, being a, a, a huge Strike Force fan at the time, it was a little shocking the way it came to pass because I honestly thought that they had, and you guys are going to disagree on with me here, but I thought they had a better roster than the UFC. And I know everyone's a, a, an extreme, you know, a, a guy, a, you know, but I'll tell you, I really liked, and I think that's what we're seeing now. I think most of the stars in the UFC are former strike force people. I was really shocked the way it came down. And it's interesting that this card's coming on with uh, Safferdine because I, I, 
I was just watching the No Strike Force show, the very last show, right, with Heidi Andrel, yep. Ron Krug. I was there. Uh, the great. Were you there? Was that in I was in, there at the Texas? last Strike Force show. That was in Oklahoma what? City. It was freezing. It was about 20 degrees. There was nobody in the stadium. The Wayans had about 30 people there. It was on the concourse. Uh, I had a good spot set up, and uh, our good friend of the show, uh, Matt Erickson, set up his camera tripod right in front of me, so my good view wow. of the wind went went to the shit. <laughs> and I walked up that that day of the show. I walked up and I bought a front row uh, seat. I was like five rows back, and um, there was not a lot of people there, so it was kind of dead, you know, dead air balloon up in, in that building, man. Gentlemen, let's get back into this. We have Russ from Boston coming in, the one and only legendary Hall of Famer, Russ from Boston. Russ, what's, what's up, up and welcome to Amp Radio. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good, good, good. Russ, man. I'm, I, good. And I got, I got, I got to put you on blast a little bit, Russ, because you, you're up? scaring the hell out of me, telling me that you, you you might be into trouble, or you might not call in. Why, why are you trying to give me a heart attack, man? Because <laughs> it's because it's fun. My first question, Russ, you know, you, you, you're an MMA junkie, Hall of Famer. You've been listening for a while. Can, can you recall, like, when you started listening to the show and uh, how that relationship came about with uh, George and Goes? Uh, I believe I found the website, I believe, in, like, the end of, was it 2008, maybe? 2008. I think it was because I, I came over from pro wrestling. I'm still a big pro wrestling fan. And uh, I really started watching when Brock fought, uh, was it Randy, at UFC 91. And I was just looking, I was looking up, uh, you know, for more information on the, on the fight and all that. And I came across, uh, I came across Junkie, and I started, I started uh, just following the website. And I started listening. I forget exactly when I started listening, but what I liked about MMA Junkie Radio was that. Because I was I was at a point where I was going to work and I I wanted to download podcasts to listen to while I was at work, and I was checking out some of them. I forget which ones they were, but they were like once a week. And then when I saw that Junkie was like five days a week, I was like, all right, this is really cool. Like I can if I can't listen live, I can download it. And then I started calling in, and I just uh, and once I started calling in, I I really enjoyed it, and I kept listening and. When Goes announced that they were doing the first MMA Junkie Gathering, that's when I went out and I met them. It was May 2011, and I met them, and I've been I've been good friends with them since. I text them and we talk. And I was when I was in Vegas in March uh, for what was it 196. I uh, I hung out with them for a little while, and uh, yeah, we, we still talk. And I probably talk to George probably a few times a week. I don't call into the show as much as I like. But we text back and forth about stuff, and we uh, we still have a good relationship till this time. That's um, I, I've known you for. I've been hearing your voice for a long time, and uh, one thing that I, I I remember about you back in the day was that uh, you were selling and trading video games, and 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 I was talking to Joe, and he says that you're not no longer doing that anymore. But my question or my questions are going to revolve around that. So my All question right, cool, is, cool. what is your favorite gaming system? Uh, I. I would have to say either. Of all time. It, it, well, it's, well, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's a tie between Nintendo 64 and uh, Super Nintendo. Really? Um, mine was always my favorite 
console was always the TurboGrafx-16 because I think that was the first system I ever purchased or I got for Christmas, whatever. Um, so what about what about video games? What's your favorite video game for your systems? Uh, well, like I'm a huge, uh, like I said, I, I still love the Nintendo 64. So uh, if I have to, I'll give you one off the Nintendo 64, one off Super Nintendo. I love uh, Nintendo 64. I love WWF No Mercy. I love uh, Mario. Was just the original, like the Mario Kart on there was really really fun. And for mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. I would have to say Super Mario All-Stars because it had Mario 1, 2, 3 from the old Nintendo and then it had the Lost Levels. And I love yeah. Donkey Kong Country because I thought that for the time the graphics were pretty cool for that time. And it was just fun gameplay. Russ, i got to ask you this because I'm probably the newest junkie of the bunch with both of you know you and Joe being Hall of Famers and Proteus being on the show probably longer than anyone. I've always been a big fan of your calls, man. You know, I remember my first call, which was about almost a year ago, Russ. I was nervous as all hell. Marissa was screening the calls at the time, and, man, I was nervous. How do you come up? And the one thing I like about you, too, Russ, i got to be honest with you, you're kind of salty, my friend. You kind of come in, and I think you took a dig at me, too. But, you know, I love it, man, because it's, you know, unlike Marco, right, Bad press is always good press, except for Marco. Well, how do you how do you get up with the energy of the call? How do you not get nervous? I mean, how do you do it? Because you're great. Uh, I don't recall taking a shot at you, but I, I don't remember a lot of things nowadays. But um, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I just call in. I have a and if I have something I want to talk about, I call in and I talk about it. And I guess it it helps that uh, I'm talking to. You know, before I met them, it was probably a little different, but I'm talking to people that I've hung out with a lot of times, too, so that helps that I feel like I'm, you know, like I'm just calling in and talking to my buddies, so, I mean, had I never met them before, maybe it would be different, but probably not. I mean, once you talk to somebody a couple times on the phone and you get a good, you know, you get a good rapport going, and it's pretty easy. No, Russ, you know, Jeremy Botter didn't want to have any fun, boo him, so we're going to have some fun with you, man, so... There's this story out there about a jack-in-the-box cheeseburger. Now, there's rumors. Rumors have been, you know, flourishing for years, you know. So I wanted you to come on and, and set the record straight. You know, is this is this true what that goes has been spitting out for years? I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, Russ has <laughs> been a big time, Just huh? Just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think it was a rumor. I think it was just a story that George told, and I, if you guys remember the story, it was, it was pretty accurate. Uh, I don't know what got into me. A buddy of mine. He used to live out west, and uh, I used to go to Vegas at least three times a year, and uh, not so frequently anymore. Not so frequently anymore. But he was. He used to live out west, and he, he's like, "Oh, you got to try Jack in the Box. You got to try Jack in the Box." So I I don't know what got into me that made me think that I should get him like a double cheeseburger and then bring it back to him. <laughs> but it was uh, yeah I I did that and I remember when I brought the burger back to him it was like I used to work at a pizza shop and uh, <clears throat> he was working and I stopped by after I uh, I landed I think he put it like on top of the oven. It was in like a brown paper bag, and I think he told. I think what he told me was that uh, 
somebody else ended up eating it, and he actually never got it. Somebody else ended up eating it or throwing it away, and he oh, he no. never got the burger. So I went through all that trouble, and he didn't even get a chance to eat it or anything. And not, I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to eat it. But yeah, that was like, <laughs> I believe that. From what I recall, that's that's what I, that's, that was it. Now, Russ, you know we we got we got a, we got a little beef between me and you. You know, I, I don't remember what happened. There was a beef. Uh, I, I want to say this goes back to UFC 166 where we hung out for the first time. And I had just started listening to the show at 162. So we kind of were just, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were just barely starting to talk, and you came down to hang out. And there was other junkies in town, and I didn't get invited to any of those functions and I was I was kind of like I guess I was butthurt so I called the show and I kind of called you, you out on that and then and then you, you know we started this little feud on tw- <laughs> on Twitter man so can you go into detail do you remember that stuff I believe I flew into Houston for 166 and uh there was some other junkies that were coming in uh, there was some other ones from Texas that were coming in and I I think that was the first time I met Jason Lackey as well, because Lackey came in, because Lackey's a, like, you know, he's a diehard Gilbert Melendez fan, and he came in with one of his buddies, and yeah, we just, we hung out at different places, I didn't know that it was my, uh, my duty or my obligation to quarterback and invite everybody, but I mean, you would have been more than welcome to join us anywhere we went, but I, I honestly, I do remember that, and I don't remember why I didn't give you more info or whatever, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, Yo, I'm still butthurt. I'm still butthurt about that, man. But uh, one other thing is is our, is our love for DC. Now, I'm not a fan of him. He, he's my favorite player. He's my favorite fighter, DC. And uh, I think I love DC more than you do. But uh, you know, you had a good experience with him at, uh, in Houston at 192. Uh, can you tell us who loves DC more, me or you? And can you tell us about that experience with DC at 192? Well, uh, it, it started before 192. I think it was supposedly, I think, I, and I have the most passion as a DC fan, but I believe it started uh, 2014. There was the whole thing that happened where he came on the air and he, uh, he George had mentioned something to him about <clears throat> that I was bummed that they moved his fight or that he ended up getting the fight with, uh, with Jones because Gustafson pulled out, and he offered to fly me out, and then, uh, you know, for, you know, personal reasons, I couldn't make it out to the Jones fight, and that was 2015, and then when I flew to Chicago for the Fox card last week, uh, last year, uh, me and him, <clears throat> we started, uh, we, we started going back and forth privately, and we were talking, and uh, he, you know, I told him there was some junkies in town, and, hey, you know, we'd like to get a picture or whatever, and he, um, he actually made the effort to uh, to meet up with me, and we we pretty much played uh, like cat and mouse around Chicago the whole time. He's like, "Hey, are you here? I'm here." And we ended up meeting up at the fighter hotel. He invited me up <clears throat> to his uh, to his room, and we talked for a little bit. And uh, he ended up actually making it up to me. He asked me what happened, and we talked. And he uh, he said to me, uh, he says, "I'd like to bring you out to my fight with with, uh, with Gustafson." And I told him, "Well, you don't have to. I mean." I was already planning on going to 192. I'd already had wow. uh, my, my flight booked and everything. And I told him that. I said, oh, no, it's not necessary. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't make it. That's not your thing. He's like, no. He's like, I gave you my word. He's like, I want to bring you on. I do remember he, one of the things he told me was, don't don't make a big deal out of it. He's like, don't even 
don't even mention it to my PR person. He's like, you know, I just, I gave you my word, so I want to live up to it. So he did that. And uh, <clears throat> then when I, uh, in, in Houston, we, it was me, it was me, Joe, and Take Down Ted. We were hanging around Houston, and Joe was gracious enough, and we were driving around with him, and we had a good time. And so I was just at the fighter hotel, and, uh, we, you know, we all were. And you guys, you guys kicked it out of there earlier. I wasn't. I was flying out early in the morning, so I was like, you know what, I'll just hang out and then I'll just take a uh, a car over to the hotel. And I was literally like hanging out in the lobby, and I was like almost falling asleep in the lobby. And then DC walked in and he saw me. He called me over. We talked for a little bit, and he left like cool. he was just a car. Up. Russ, did we lose you? No, no, no. I I thought I lost you guys. I know, and he uh, sorry. He called me over and we'll talk for a little bit and he says, Oh, do you have your phone with you? I says, Yeah, he says, Well let's you know, let's let's get a picture together. We talked for a few minutes and then he uh he pretty much he had to keep he had to uh get going up to the room because he looked like he was in a car wreck. But that was like at like four in the morning or something like that. But it was actually really cool though. It was uh it was really good that he lived up to uh, what he promised me, even though I believe he didn't have to after I couldn't make it to the first one. Yeah, I'm really envious of you guys that you guys have actually met, you know so many people because I haven't met anyone but I want to ask you this Russ two quick ones are you at the airport now no oh cool all right Russ I want to ask you about this so <laughs> you know I haven't been into wrestling into many many years last time I was into wrestling was the whole you know NWO DX era I think it was that the attitude era I'm not sure what it's called but what is your favorite era because you're still into pro wrestling right yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I, that would that would be it for me. The uh, the Attitude Era. I was uh, I was a huge Stone Cold fan, and, uh, and I just I really enjoyed all of that. And I'm not as big of a fan as I was before of the WWE. Uh, I go to I go to pay per views and shows. I enjoy the live events. It's tough for me to sit down and watch three hours of Monday Night Raw every week. Uh, but I do watch NXT a lot. That's something I follow, and I go to. Uh, I go to local, like I go to the shows when they come to town locally. I've been to a few this year already, so. Hey, Russ, I want to ask you one last question that we're going to ask probably every MMA junkie. Well, Proteus has one after me, but I want to ask you this. Mary Shag Kill, ready? Three, three MMA fighters. So you have Mary Shag Kill. You have Ronda, you have Jessica I, and you have Misha Tate. Uh, I would... I would shag Jessica. I. She seems like she. She seems like she. She seems like she can get down. She's from the streets of Cleveland. Misha, Misha Tate. I would. I would. I would marry Misha Tate. I've met her a few times. Bravo! She's bravo! She's always been a really sweetheart. And Rhonda, I could. I could care less. I could do without her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Perfect, Russ. Okay, we'll get you out of. Uh, we'll get you off the show on on this. Uh, we've got a fight card tonight, and I'm sure you caught the weigh-ins last night. There was some serious heat between Henan Barrow and Joe uh, and uh, Little Heathen. What do you What are you saying for tonight? Who do you got? And tell us what your favorite fight is that you're looking forward to the most. Uh, the fight I'm looking forward to the most is probably uh, Brian Caraway and Aljamain Sterling. I, uh, Good one. <clears throat> right. I like I like Aljamain a lot. I mean, but I think he's he's a huge dog. 
an underdog, a betting dog, and I, if I was betting, I, I would put money on Caraway. But uh, as far as that fight, um, the other fight, I would, uh, I think that Stevens could can turn his lights out. I was actually in the building for Hennenborough's last fight in Chicago, and I swear that uh, like T.J. Dillashaw, T.J. Dillashaw stole his soul. Like he he hasn't been the same since uh, since he fought Dillashaw the first time. So. I don't know. I think I think Stevens. I think Stevens could could finish him. He's got knockout power. You know, I, I got to say, you know, that that, that that heat, that heat, that heat, real quick, man. That heat was kind of accidental. Did you yeah, guys go. see the replay? Like, kind of a uh, uh, Burrell just kind of he wouldn't even look. Yeah, he was stumbling. So. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought that. Uh, I think Stevens. I think he was just walking right into him. And I, and I, it didn't seem like it was on purpose. And Stevens looked like he overreacted to it, in my opinion. Well, you don't want to get that close oh. to Jeremy Stevens, do you? No, I wouldn't. No. That's... No, yeah. He's a nice, what about the main event? Nice Close it up. We're at the main event. What about for the main event? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I like both those guys. Those guys are like, like that main event is the definition of like, uh, just two like really two guys that have so much upside to them. So um, I don't know. I'm not really great at predictions. I haven't seen too much of them, but I mean, I, I'm, I'll be watching tonight. It's, it's it's actually a really good card. It has like a, I've heard a few other people say it, it has like a WEC type of feel to it, especially being on a Sunday night and just being a lot of like, you know, up and comers and just there's like a lot of, a lot of people on this card have a lot of upside and it has a lot of ranked fighters too. So. Yeah. A real cool story, you know, with Jeremy Stevens, you know, um, me and a few junkies, uh, I think George from Colorado, Marcel, we, we went after the uh, fight, uh, I believe it was at 189 in Vegas, and uh, we ran into Jeremy Stevens. And it so happened that uh, Marcel from Houston, down the road from me, he used to sponsor Jeremy Stevens before he was in the UFC. And, uh, man, it was a really cool moment. You know, Jeremy was coming off a big win. His wife was there, and, and they gave Marcel a big old hug, thanked him for the uh, – you know, supporting him in the early days, man. So that was a really cool, you know, scene to to, to, to watch in person, man, with, with uh, those three, uh, you know, kind of being thankful for, for one another. I mean, I mean, that was a really cool thing. Was that on the local circuit in in Texas? No, I, I don't remember when that was. Uh, I'm just assuming that was uh, maybe in his early days of UFC or before. So uh, I don't know how that relationship came about, man, but I, I just thought that was a really cool story. Awesome. Hey, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys something. Uh, when's the next time you guys are? Uh, when's the next show? When's the next podcast? So we're going to do it every, every Sunday. Sunday at eight thirty uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, we want to try to do. You know what's funny, Russ? Uh, Dan from Oregon brought up the fact of possibly doing uh, a uh, companion show. So maybe we go into that. I like actually watching the show, so I don't know if I can do both. To be honest with you, so, but every Sunday at eight thirty, we would always love to have you on, Russ. Yeah, anytime. Um, I don't know if I can do it next week because I'm, oh, whatever. But um, no, no. I, what I was, what I was getting at was, if you guys get a chance, I didn't listen to you, you guys earlier, but if you guys can uh, talk a little bit about uh, UFC one ninety nine, because you guys won't be on before then, right? No, we won't. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah well, listen here. What's we up? can close the show with that. All right. Well, UFC 199, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, you know, I obviously have uh, – um, well, who do you guys have? Go ahead, you guys. I'm pulling it up. Russ, why don't you go, go ahead? ahead. Well, uh, go ahead. I got, got, got Rockhold. 
I got Rock Hold all day. I got um, I think Dominic Cruz. First round. Uh, I I think he'll finish him. I don't know when. Cruz Cruz in favor. I think I don't think he finishes favor, but I think he will. Uh, I don't think he'll. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think Cruz will decision him, and it'll be decisive. Uh, I think I don't know Lombard and Lombard and Henderson. That's a fun fight. I I, I don't know. I could see. Uh, I could see Henderson putting his lights out, and I I can't think of every other fight on there, but it's actually a really good card. I'll actually be there live too, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, you also have Henderson versus Lombard, and I think. Uh... Man, I don't know about Lombard. What's your take on Henderson versus Lombard? I think Henderson – this is his last fight, right? I think it's his last fight on the contract. I think Henderson could put his lights out, but, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one to get side. You got, you got Lombard going back up to 185, and he'll have a lot more energy at 185. And I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I'm not Like I said, I'm not great on, on fight predictions, but I like that fight a lot. I think this is actually a really good card. There's some really good fights on it. I'm actually really looking forward to Ricardo Lamas and Max Holloway. That is a really good fight. I think it's Holloway all the way, guys. I don't know if I go with all the way, but that's a really, really good fight between some guys that are really – those guys are pretty much right below what one and two in featherweight. They're right, be, they're right below uh, Frankie and, and Aldo, right? Those two guys let's, they're let's right go, up there. Well, while we have it, let's uh, you know, let, let's go into these two uh, before we close out. Before we close out the session, because I have Jessica, Jessica over uh, Andrade. I think I have Jessica Andrade over Jessica Penny. All right, Russ. I you I don't I I I go I go with that too. And, and then you got Darius of Vic. You got Ortega. Unfortunately, I think Brian Ortega with this triangle is going to kill uh, poor Clay Guida. But what, what do you see there? I like uh, <clears throat> I like Darius as well. I like him a lot. I uh, I thought he was on a pretty good run, and I didn't think he beat Michael Johnson, but he's 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 looked really really good. I saw him live against Jim Miller in Jersey, and that was and he he put it on him. Hey, listen, Russ. Hey, Russ. We go ahead, Russ. I just want ahead, to thank Jim. you for coming on, man. Thank you no for for talking about the hot topics, the controversies, the beefs over the years. You know, luckily, you know, we're we're, we're two grown men, and, and we're we're really cool. And, and man, I, I chat with you every week, man. So, uh, this the power of Junkie Nation, man. You know, some people will never understand it, man, but it's it's very powerful, man. You're gonna go to L.A. next week to hook up with so many junkies, man. I wish I could be there, uh, but it's gonna be fun, man. Take pictures, man. All right, man, and and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun for sure. No, no, me and you, we uh, whenever I'm in Texas, we hang out and we've hung out in Vegas. So we always, we always have a good time, man. We we do Twin Peaks the last time and we drank some beer. We always drink some beer and we have a good time. So, hey, Russ, yeah, we want to thank you for on, the man. time. Big fans and uh, um, hope to chat with you soon. Yeah, Proteus and uh, DJ Tony. Hopefully, meet you guys soon. All right. All right, let's do That's this. Good. All right. Bye, Russ. All right, guys. All right, there you have it, Russ. Nice. How how about that, man? I'll tell you the one thing that about about uh, Joe from H Town, he knows everyone and everyone. So good thing there. <laughs> yeah. Listen, guys. I mean, we're 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 running out of time a bit, but let's go into. Uh, you guys want to get into the card? Let's do it. Sure. 
All right. So, let, you know, Russ actually uh, had some good things to say about 199, which, frankly, honestly, I wasn't really prepared for because I'm too – I'm looking into, you know, this Fox Sport, Fox uh, – a fight night right here. So let's let's go into let's go into the prelims, right? So we're just going to go into touch some of the big ones. Al Jermaine versus Caraway. Proteus, what you got? Yeah. Well, hang on quickly before we get into that fight. One thing that Russ said to the, that stood out to me that it sounds, feels like a WEC event, which I've heard before as well. I agree. But I wish they were just using that small cage, man. Um, so getting into right. the picks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as I said, I'm junkie. I'm gonna take Aljo. Uh, I think he gets it done. I, it's gonna be a good fight, man. It's gonna be a really good fight. But I think that Aljo is, is a star of the future, and I, and I really hope he can pull this one out. You know, you know to me, to me, um, there's a lot of pressure, man, for Aljo, man. He he's a big favorite. He went through the sure. contract issues recently. He's getting the push and pub from from Zufa now, and. Uh, you know, I don't think he's ever been into in, in that type of pressure, man. So it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts, man. The guy has all the talent in the world. Uh, he's 4-0 in the UFC. He's been calling for this fight for the longest time. So let, let's see how he performs with all this pressure. You know what's funny, yeah, guys? This fight, eh? Yeah, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> like I said, Brody is always bringing his A game. Uh, I, so you know when this first came, when this fight was first announced, and when uh, Sterling basically kept badgering Caraway, I was like, "There's no chance Caraway has a chance." I mean, literally. But now, thinking about it, after the dust has settled, I think Caraway wins via decision, guys. I just see, I wow. can't see Sterling finishing Caraway unless he knocks him out, and uh, so, and I can't see Caraway finishing Sterling. So I think it's Caraway. Yeah, Caraway's no joke, that's for sure. I mean, like I said, it's going to be a really good fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. Let's stick in a Bantamweight. Go ahead, Joe. No, I just really hate that it's on Fight Pass, man. You know, I'm going to watch it, of course, but so many people are not going to watch that fight. That's going to be a, I think. I think it's going to be a great fight. The odds are kind of crazy. I just wish it was on TV. I mean, that that's, that's a, that could have been the damn main event of the whole card, man. It's on Fight Pass, man. So uh-huh. we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm going with Aljo. All right. That fight pass situation is another that story for another time, guys. Ooh, ooh, who, who's the dog in that fight, Proteus or Joe? Do you know who the dog is in that? Yeah, Caraway is a five-to-one underdog, I believe. Wow, wow. All right, so let's go. Um, we have about five minutes. Let's go into McMahon uh, versus Jessica. I, I, I. What you got, Proteus? <laughs> um, you know what? I, I know that McMahon's wrestling is really, really on point and you know Jessica's going to probably want to keep this fight standing but we've seen that that Jessica is gritty she's tough and she can finish fights with submission so it's it's, this again like Botter said the fights all the from the top to the bottom are so good Um, but I think I'm going to have to go with high Joe for me you know what the the you you brought the wrestling and you know everybody thought Sarah was going to just Smash through Misha, but that obviously didn't work. The wrestling in MMA is so different. So, you know, hopefully Jessica I, man, has kind of got some, uh, you know, some motivation from what Stipe has done in that gym and maybe brought her to a new level. So, and that's the way she's been talking, man. So, I'm going to go with Jessica I, mainly on, on, on the uh, 
the motivation she's getting from Stipe and uh, Sarah, you know, she just hasn't been able to uh, use that wrestling to her benefit, man. So I'm going with Jessica. I, I, I. You know what? You just actually flipped me on this one. Because you know what? I was actually going to go with McMahon with the junkie but... mojo, et cetera, but I'm, I, I think uh, Jessica's, uh, Jessica I's rear end at the weigh-in may yeah. have swayed me. So, uh, what the hell, guys? Let's go for broke. I'm going with Jessica. I, I, I. All right. uh, Next one. Welterweight. Junkie Nation favorite. Jorge Masvidal versus Lawrence. I don't know what the hell are you doing with your hair larkin this week. Brodius. Look, these guys are both fantastic fighters, and they're both junkie favorites. Um, But one guy has to lose, and I'm... Pulling for Larkin, so I'm going to go with Larkin. Well, Joe. one guy doesn't doesn't have to lose. It could be a draw, but you know, I'm going with uh, I'm going with <laughs> I'm going with Larkin, man. He he came up, he came down from 185. Uh, Masvidal is coming up from um, 55, so Larkin's going to have the size advantage. So I really think that's going to be the factor, man. Uh, as far as the weight cut and stuff, and I'm going with Larkin, man. He's a dynamic striker, man. I, I got Masvidal has been in some kind of boring fights, to be honest, man. So I'm, I'll go with Larkin. You know what? I actually, I, I'm rooting. My heart's rooting for Masvidal, but man, I think he takes some rounds off. So I'm going to go with Larkin on that one. And you know what? We missed one. Let's go into the lightweight real quick. Berkman versus uh, Paul. I'm not Randy from uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Felder. Who, who do you have, Proteus? Well, I think just straight off, I'm going to take Felder. Joe. Yeah, Felder, Felder is the more accomplished guy. Berkman's probably on his way out. He's cutting down to 155 again. That is a brutal cut for this guy. Felder is a much more polished striker. I've got Felder all the way. Yeah, I'm going to go with Felder as well, all the, all, the, all across the board. Let's go into welterweight and a guy actually that uh, that's very topical this week. Tarek Safadine, who, of course, uh, closed out the Strike Force uh, uh, events in Oklahoma where Joe from H-Town was uh, present. J- uh, Safadine versus Story. Brodius, who you got? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm really surprised that Safadine um, was able to get cleared for this fight. It concerns me a lot that he has a cut on his knee. But oh. I guess if the doctors are okay with it, what do I know? Um, I'm going to take uh, Rick the Horror Story, though. So. Oh. Yeah. Joe from Rick H-Town, Story. who you got? Rick Story, he's coming off a long layoff, I believe, an injury. He's been out for a while. He has some momentum, but he got hurt. Safadine, uh, he's, he's a really good striker with the kicks, man. Uh, he's the favorite, man. I'm going with Tarek Safadine. Yeah, I'm going with, with Safadine as well. I, I just think, man, maybe it's, I'm reminiscing from the strike force days, but man, I think he's a he's a, he's a good striker. Man, his kicks are amazing. I'm gonna go with Safadine on this one. Let's go into featherweight. Burrell versus Stevens. Man, this is interesting. One person going up, one person going down. Literally, um, Proteus, <laughs> who'd you got? Yeah, we were talking about the weigh-ins with Russ, and that was strange, wasn't it, guys? Like, yeah. what was Barrow even thinking? He looked like he was lost. Maybe, I don't know, maybe even this cut is affecting him. Um, I, as I said on Junkie, I really don't think, um, I think he's got Loazo, and uh, I think he's 
he doesn't just doesn't have it anymore. So I'm going to take the little heathen. Joe. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. You know, Burrell has has been uh, demolished. He's in a long layoff. Uh, I think Jeremy Stevens kind of is feeling that Robbie Lawler hunger. You know, he's kind of an old school guy. He he feels like he's he's about to redeem himself with his career, and uh, he wants it more, man. So I'm going with the guy with the power, Jeremy Stevens. I'm with you. I'm with you there. As we're running out of time, we went long for our first show, but we got to go into it, gentlemen. Bantam weight, of course, as Danny would say from Junkie, Batman weight. Thomas, I'm not Johnny Cage Almeida versus Cody. I don't know why I got these tattoos because I could have been Brad Pitt Starbrand. The man with the A game. Who you got? Every time I see No Love, all I can think of is what was Paige Spanzant thinking? He must have a huge hog or something, man. Looking at all those tattoos. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm not touching that, gentlemen. I'm not touching that. You crossed the line, Proteus. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take no love anyways because I think he's scrappy. Uh, Hopefully this is one that's going to live up to the hype, guys. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Cody on this one. Yeah, Almeida has been hit. Oh! Go ahead, gentlemen. Got to drop that in after Proteus' thing. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm taking a, a garbage. <laughs> uh, I'm taking a, um, uh, Cody Garbrandt. I've seen Almeida get hit by lesser guys too many times and, and with legacy. And uh, I, I think Cody's got a point, man. His, his record is padded. Almeida's record is padded with fighting cab drivers, man. So I'm yeah. taking uh, Cody Garbrandt, man, and Team Alpha Male. Yeah, I'm all Team Alpha Male. There's no doubt about it. Of course, anyone that went out with the lovely Paige Van Zant, PVZ, is uh, is worth a look at. Honestly, I think Almeida's more talented. I think he's a more dynamic striker. But I think Joe's right. I think he takes unnecessary risks. I think he's careless. Uh, I'm going with uh, Garbrandt via KO, guys, second round. That's what I got. And how good would this fight have been in that small WEC cage? Come on now. You're right right about that. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Well, this is it, guys. We did it. We made it through. We're not professionals. We're, you know, doing what we do, and we do it well. But, uh, you know, listen, tune in to the very next uh, uh, show next week. Same time, same Batman channel, as Danny would say. And, uh Gentlemen, as always, it's a pleasure working with you two. From the man that always brings his A game, Proteus, and the yep. man down south, the funny man, Joe from H Town. Great Only having Junkie Nation on here. <laughs> and like that, Whew. we're gone. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs>